This is Around the Farm, the podcast about all things ag, and I'm your host, Rick Myra. On this episode, we're joined by Iowa corn and soybean farmer Jerry Sensions. He's an early adopter of precision and digital farming tools, and he's going to share with us what's worked on his over 2,000-acre operation as an owner-operator and a one-man show. So, Jerry, thanks for joining us today around the farm. Just to get us started here, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your operation? How big's the farm? What crops do you farm there? And where are you located? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Here from Kingsley, Iowa, northwest Iowa, um, I have a corn and soybean rotation. Um, I farm roughly 2,200 acres. And on the side, I do custom anhydrous, custom spraying, custom tillage, custom planting, whatever you need me to do, I guess. Well, you know, as you think about being that agriculture entrepreneur, right? You, you've got to wear all the hats. You've got to to handle everything. You're the CEO of, uh, of the farm. When you think about all that change that's happened over the past years, one of the major changes has been the advent of more and more digital tools and software and, uh, and digital hardware that we've been able to utilize on the farm. Talk to us a little bit about how those new digital tools have changed and, and enhanced your operation. Well, for me, I adapted to that pretty early. So the first planter I could get that had the variable rate, you know, I jumped on that bandwagon pretty early and started testing on my own farm. And my farm, my soils vary quite a bit going across the field. So, you know, I, I started seeing some improvement with that tool there and then adding you know, a few years back when we started using the iPads and keeping track of every layer going across the field and then getting into writing scripts, it, you know, we were seeing substantial lifts because of it. And just every year, it just continues to get better and better. We're learning so much more all the time. And, you know, I'm not trying to outdo anybody else. I'm just trying to do the best I can on that ground and learn as much as I can on my own ground. Well, you think about that, and, and you've been an early adopter. You've got a lot of experience with the technology. If, if you were to talk to one of your peers or, uh, or associates or friends that maybe was on the fence about digital tools and was just starting to, to look out there and see what they wanted to use, what advice would you give them in terms of, of what they should be considering, what they should be looking for in a digital tool for their operation? Well, I personally think the foremost to get the best yield is to get a, you know, the best planter that you can get to get that best seed to soil contact, to get it the right depth. Um, that's going to get you a good lift. And then after that, uh, yeah, doing this prescriptions is, is, is key there too. College buddy of mine that I contact, keep in contact quite frequently. He lives in a part of the world that it's pretty flat and you know we, we discuss this all the time where i got rolling heels and everything he he don't think that it's probably going to pay as much but there's there's variables here there over there that he can control just like the same ones here just they're just different um I, I, tools like that are, are very important to move forward and and plus uh, the digital tools help you learn on your own ground what works and what not works 
What did you think about being able to utilize those digital tools? You know, when you're making that decision and you're utilizing your tools today, how much does the simplicity of using those and, and the ease of being able to use those play into it? A lot. You know, using such as climate, I, you know, I have it on my phone and, and I just, it, it's there all the time. I, I can grab it. If I, you know, whoever I run into, whether crop insurance or whatever, if I'm just sitting while the wife is shopping or driving somewhere with someone else, I can pick it up. And when I'm thinking about it, whatever I'm thinking about, I can pull it up and look at that field. Um, I guess I should have brought this up earlier. Uh, well, m- my dad passed away quite a few years ago when I was younger and my brother comes home and helps me in the spring and fall. And he lives in Singapore. So with these tools that we have, then he can, well, we can both look on the computer and discuss stuff, or he can see what I'm doing. You know, he's literally across the world. And he's still able to follow along with planting and harvest by utilizing a remote view. That's amazing. Yes. And hopefully he's here by the time I either plant or harvest. But if I'm not, he can touch base and see what's getting done and what's not getting done. Well, speaking of planting, we are uh, we are approaching planting season. It's it's unbelievable to think that the winter is mostly behind us in most of the U.S. and we're starting to look forward to spring and getting out there. And I know one thing that uh, that you've enjoyed in FieldView has been the the use of FieldView seed scripts and variable rate planting that's gone along with that. You know. There's been a lot of talk about the benefit of variable rate scripting. Most planters that are out there are are able to do variable rate scripting, but there's still a pretty large portion of of farmers that simply choose not to take advantage of that technology. Talk to us about about why you utilize variable rate scripts and FieldView seed scripts on your farm and and what benefit that brings to you guys. Well, like I said, I, I adapted pretty early, and what I was using before was just rate just the right rate on the soil since my soils vary substantially well now we're getting to know what variety works on what soil type and at what rate well that's just another layer that you know really helps substantially and with climate i can i can write a script and uh, uh leave check strips so i can check i can i can see you know what kind of lift i'm getting and, you know, I, I just been getting really good results by using the scripts and some varieties I'm getting more than others. And you just I, I mean, I guess you you learn a lot about your varieties or different products that you're using. So it, it's easy to use and you can really check what's working and what's not working. Well, that ease of use hasn't always been there, right? I, I know from just my time in ag, if we look back 10 years, 15 years ago, creating a variable rate seed script was a little bit more difficult than it is today. You know, talk to talk to the listeners a little bit about the changes that you've seen uh, utilizing FieldView seed scripts and, and how that's made it easier than it used to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, it used to be quite a contraption to get it to work and, and you hoped everything worked and uh you know there's just the advancements that we've made and the ease of it now is substantially easier you know you can either send it to your tractor now or you know take your thumb drive out there but 
before you'd made the scripts and you just, you know, hoped everything worked right. And even today, I, I worry when people say, well, I'm using scripts and, you know, I ask, where did you get them or how did you, how did you design them? And well, I don't know. Uh, Joe Blow did it for me. And that always concerns me because it's just like going to the doctor. If you have a bad doctor that gives you a bad script, it could end up in some bad results. Having seen some great results from from utilizing seed scripts, how have you measured those results? Has it been in bushels per acre, ROI? What's what's jumped out at you as the the key benefit for executing field view seed scripts? Well, it, it, it's definitely bushels, and when the bushels are that much more, I mean, you only have to decide the ROI because it's it's that big of a leap. But even ROI on, on either from the scripts. Or if you're doing a fungicide or a herbicide application, you want to see what kind of results you, you have, um, you just leave check strips. It's just that simple. Um, with computers now, you can either write the script or just go to a static rate and, and go. So it, it, it's easy to check. And I mean, you can see the results for yourself. I love how many things that you're testing and that you're you're very consciously getting after it with the check strips, making sure you've got something to compare against. We talked before about you having used the FieldView analytics tools. You know, how has that helped you to measure your return on other inputs like fertility or fungicide applications? Well, it it, it has. Uh, for a prime example, a couple of years ago, I uh, I did fungicide, and it was it was a big field. And I, I think it was seven different varieties going across the field. Um, and then I had the plane fly opposite direction of the rows, only a half of them. So come close to harvest, I could, I could see that the plant health was great. Satellite imaging was great. I'm thinking, oh, great. This is going to you know, some, show some kind of return. Go harvest and... You know, there was a little lift, but the ROI wasn't there enough, barely to cover the cost. Some it wasn't to cover the cost and some it was barely, uh, you know, a couple cents over. So that being said, I took it to the fungicide company and it's like, well, you know, you're promising me this. So they gave me more product to try the following year and, and, and see. So, you know, yeah, I'm constantly checking that. And, and not only fungicides or herbicides, I'm doing different tillage practices just to see what works and what don't, you know, whether it's ripping, no-till, minimum till, cover crops, see what works, what doesn't. What works on my field may not work on your field. Were you doing that much testing before you had a tool like FieldView? And and if you were, you know, how were you measuring performance before you had the opportunity to utilize a digital tool like FieldView to capture your planting and harvest acres, to get that satellite imagery, and then to be able to analyze the different portions of the field? You, you could, but I, I just never, we'd never have that much time to sit there and analyze it. And then if, if it worked, you know, the systems out there that they had, you couldn't break things down that easily to, to really see. So yeah, it was just non-existing then. And Ideas a little bit easier if, if I if I think there is a lift there. It isn't like I'm trying a gazillion different things and have you know hundreds of different test plots everywhere. It's just I, I see what worked the year before and may tweak it a little bit. And you know, like I said, I, I've adapted d- doing this for the last 
probably coming up 20 years now, 18 years, and, you know, always getting a little bit better at it. Well, our leadership team, uh, especially the head of Climate's commercial operations, John Rains, has really been advocating recently around better rural broadband access. I know that you're very passionate about this topic as well. How does high-speed and reliable internet help the economies of rural communities like yours? I wish I knew what reliable internet was <laughs> or cell service. We're advancing. There's so many tools out there. I think more tools that we could use that would help, you know, especially me where I'm pretty much a one-man show. I just, I, I really need better cell service. I need better internet. And there's, because there's tools I can use from, you know, cameras to be able to, do a lot more things on the internet, but we just don't have it. And hopefully someday we get it. I, it's, it, it's a struggle, that's for sure. Um, and I'm only a mile and a half from a tower. I can see it. But like this summer, it was just cell service was non-existent. So it, it's very frustrating. And, and I went to the Commodity Classic, and, and I'm glad it was brought up. Even Sonny Purdue you know, brought it up saying, you know, we need better broadband in these rural communities to help us keep going forward with tools like climate. Hey, you think about the the amount of data that's being captured, geospatially capturing planting, application, harvest data, being able to stream that directly into the cloud, and then being able to analyze and interpret that data, it takes a lot of bandwidth. It takes a, a lot of processing power to be able to pull these things off, and it's crucial for, for folks like you to be able to rely on that good, consistent internet to be able to get that done. Well, and, and I, I got to be extremely efficient, you know, when, the, when I'm sitting in the field and I'm having some issues, uh, that tractor is costing a staggering amount of money sitting there idling and not doing anything. So when I have issues, whether it's the maps not getting sent to me or, you know, I'm trying to communicate with the, the egg retailer where I ever bought the tractor from and, you know, got connectability issues, it, it's very frustrating. And, you know, every every appliance anymore seems like it has uh, some kind of Wi-Fi on it. So, yeah, it's just we we need better broadband to make things work in the house or out in the farm. Well, you think about being able to put those tools to use to be able to analyze the data. How is uh how is the ability to simply analyze your geospatial farm data? change the way you're making purchase decisions or, or work with your dealers or suppliers? Well, and, and, you know, when I have tools like that with climate where I can show them and prove to them, well, I need this here or that there, you know, this product didn't work. You know, you can't argue with it when you can just pop out your iPad or your phone and, and, and be able to prove it at any point in time or show them. Or they can work with you and it's like, well, we need to work on this spot or that spot or, or this soil type and, you know, work with you on what kind of, uh, you know, script that you need for either fertilizer or seed. Yeah, Jerry, it's really been great talking with you today. You've got uh, a long and diverse background in agriculture, having been on the farm so long, experienced all these technologies. You know, sure you've uh, sure you've learned from a lot of great farmers in the past. Would you mind sharing with us what the the best piece of advice you ever think you've received uh, around farming was? Oof, that's a really good question. Um, I've gotten a lot of advice, some of it not so good, but, 
I guess probably one of the better ones that I probably still use is uh, there's always a better way of doing whatever you're doing. I'm always looking for a better way of doing it or more efficient or cost-effective way of doing it. So I guess that drives me and helps me be successful. You know, success never rests in agriculture, right? What won last year won't necessarily be the winner this year. And you've got to be able to evolve and stay on top of it. And that's always one of the things I admire most about the agricultural community is just staying on top of it, staying after it, and striving to, to get the best outcome every single season. Well, I, I think uh, a farmer's passion sometimes outweigh their fear of what could be. So, you know, I, I guess I got a lot of passion to, you know, in towards farming and even on this digital egg side, it, it's helped me tremendously being a one man show. I, I can rely on that to help me do a better job and take less time. Well, Jerry, you've certainly helped our listeners to understand how digital tools have helped your operation today. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us around the farm. Thanks for having me. Fun. A special thanks to Jerry for joining us today around the farm. I want to thank our listeners. We appreciate you downloading the podcast and listening in. Once again, this has been Around the Farm, brought to you by Climate Field View. Don't miss out on any of our previous episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And if you want to be lazy, you can find us on climate.com slash podcast. Our best ideas still come from you. Give me a shout on Twitter with your thoughts. You can find us at the at FieldView Twitter handle and then use the hashtag FieldViewATF so we can find your tweets and we'll answer them on an upcoming episode. And while you're giving feedback, we won't turn down a five-star review. It's been a blast, and as always, we'll see you around the farm.